Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. He's a good God, isn't he? Um, I've got a couple of things. Pastor asked me to minister tonight. Um, and, and I just got a couple things on my heart. I don't think I'm going to go too long. Uh, everyone can say, thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> you can thank him in advance. Hallelujah. See how good your faith is. Um, and, uh, but um, I, I want to I touch base on something that the Spirit of God has been uh, dealing with me about. Um, you know, I was over here, typically, if you come on Monday night uh, to pray, you, I sit about where Patrick is, and, and the, as is my custom, that's my spot, you know, and we all kind of gravitate. It's interesting that none of us sit in, at prayer in our normal spots that we sit in in, in service. Isn't that interesting? Uh, we just kind of, maybe we just tired of the routine, so we switch it up. You know, I don't know. I just gravitate to that spot. And um, anyways, I was over there, and I was praying and, and, and going after what, what uh, you know, in the spirit. And um, as I was praying, you know, I, all of a sudden I saw a flash of the screen that we put up with the prophecy that Brother Hagen uh, uh, spoke over, over pastor, our pastors and our church. And I saw that flash, uh, you know, just before my eyes as I was praying. And, and, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what is that, you know? And um, is it all right if I tell on myself a little bit tonight? Is that all right? How many know that Brother Steve has not reached perfection quite yet? Michelle's smiling a little too big back there. Walk in love, hallelujah. Um, so, anyways, you know, I'm 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 uh, sitting there and um, and I saw that and and God spoke to me and he and uh, and he asked me, how does prophecy come to pass? You know, when God starts asking questions like that, you know, I, I sheepish, sheepishly said. We have to contend for it. <laughs> but, you know, God had already pulled my number. You know what I mean? And he showed me that. And he said, how does prophecy come to pass? And I said, oh, we, we have to contend for it. Contend for it? Is that what you're looking for, Father? Um, and, and, and he said, yeah, that, that's right. And then he asked me a question. Have you been contending for this prophecy the way that you once were? And I was like, yes? No, I knew the answer was no. I, I, I knew the answer was no. And, and he, asked me, he asked me, why not? I was like, really, God? We're going to have to search my heart right now? We're going to have to search my motives? And, 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 uh, and he said, why not? And, and to be honest, that's, this is where I'm telling myself. I said, well, if I'm honest, Father... How many know it pays to be honest with the Father? He knows anyways. He's trying to get you to see what, what he already sees. And, and he said, if I'm, I said, Father, if I'm honest, it's an older prophecy, and I just kind of let the importance of it wane. You know, it, it, that prophecy came out in 1996. The Lord spoke that over us. And, and, the, and you know, the Spirit of God said, said to me, well, it's a good thing Daniel didn't do things the way that you're doing them. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't hard, hard, it wasn't hard. He was, he was just, you know, God talks to you the way that you talk with, 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 with people, you know, he speaks your language. And so, you know, I, I, if you know me, sometimes I can prod with a little fun question or a little fun comment like that. And that's kind of how the spirit of God was saying it to me. He said, it's pretty, it's a good thing that Daniel didn't do things the way you're doing it, huh? And I'm like, oh Lord, Yes. And, and I began to um, repent and, and begin to say, Lord, you know, forgive me for that. And, and he began to show me, he said, you know, um, he asked me this next question. He said, does prophecy lose its power to be fulfilled because of the number of years it's been? What's the answer to that? Whoa, Miss Iris, no. And then she goes, 
No, that's right. The answer is no. Prophecy doesn't lose its, its effectiveness or its, its power that's within it. Amen. Just because it's been five years or 10 years or 20 years or, or 30 years. Um, or how many of you know that the, the prophecy that Daniel went after was, was, was it 70 years that, that, that it had been? And, and, and Daniel was like, hold up. Wait a minute. There, there's some things that God has said that I'm not seeing fully. Amen. And, and how many of you know there's some things that if, if you're new, if you're new around here, you don't know what prophecy I'm talking about. We'll look at it in just a minute. Um, if there, uh, whoever's back there, I can't see, but just their head. Oh, hey, Katie. Uh, if you could have that ready when I, when I call for it. Um, We'll look at it, but but the prophecy that we're talking about is a, is the prophecy that Brother Hagen, uh, you know, uh, a spiritual father, a pastor, and, and somebody who was very influential, and and, and uh, someone that that is has had a huge impact on this church, spoke some things by the Spirit of God over our pastors, and then in turn that it wasn't just for our pastors because it was if it's for him and his ministry, then it's also for the, the church that he's leading, right? And so. Um, so the Spirit of God, you know, was said was saying, you know, showing me what if what if we we looked at other prophecies the way that you're the, the way that you've handled this one, and um, and so I you know I, I began to just pray and say, Lord, forgive me, you know, forgive me for not for not handling the word that you've given us as a church with the right with the right heart, and and he said he said something to me. Let's turn over to First Thessalonians. This may not start out as a shouting service or anything or shouting message, but I think that that this will be good. Uh, uh, he he began to speak to me out of the word. He said he said uh, um, we can start in verse sixteen, and um, and it says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for who, for you, for me." Amen. Then verse nineteen, he said, "Do not quench the spirit." And then he said, do not despise prophecies. And when he spoke that to me, you know, honestly, I said, Lord, I, I haven't despised the prophecy. Um, you know, I, I haven't despised what, what you said. Um, but how many of you know uh, it's, when, when the Lord says you're despising something, it's probably good to, to say, okay, you're saying that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check up on myself. And so, so let, let's look just real quick. Um, uh, well, you don't have to look at it, but I'll just I'll just say over in the Strong's, um, the word despise in the Greek, the usage is to set at naught, or more um, more in our language that's more modern is to ignore. It just means to ignore, and so so that I, I was guilty, right? Who wants to raise their hand and say they they can join me in that? No, no, <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. Um, but but the, when the Lord began to say you've you've ignored it you've let it you've let it be something that's not not something in front of you, and um, how many of you know that if we're going to see everything that God has has spoken over us as a church we have to contend for it. We've got to contend for the things that God has has said over us, and and I really and honestly believe that 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 God is is calling us as a church into into more. Uh, Pastor Angel preached, I think, two Wednesday nights on on the more. And if you haven't heard them, get 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 it, get up there and see it uh, and listen to it on the on the podcast and and or on the website, whatever you lo- way you like to do it. Um, but God is stirring our hearts for more. Amen. He's calling us to have more. He's calling us to go after more. And and but more doesn't come as Brother Hagen used to say, like uh, it doesn't fall on us like ripe tra- cherries off of a cherry tree. We have to contend, which means we have to put our faith and our action because we know faith without action without corresponding action is dead. So we have to put our faith and our action together to, to begin to go after afresh for some of these things that, that God has said over us. Amen. Some of the things that, that we've seen in part, I thank God for the things that we've seen in part. Amen. And, and this isn't like a man, we're, we're in bad shape. No, it has nothing to do with that. But when God begins to prick you for more, when he begins, begins to prick your heart for more, then you need to start looking for where have I, where have I let some of the more slip away? Way. Where have I let some of the more fall by the wayside, or, or some of the, the 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 things that he said? And and just as a as a side note, you know, if you're not judicious, uh, you can do this in your own life with things that God said over you. 
And you can find yourself despising prophecy uh, in your own life that the Spirit of God has spoken to you and spoken, spoken over you, maybe, maybe through, through a minister or, or maybe spoken it to you in your heart or maybe he's highlighted a scripture. You know, we, if we didn't uh, uh, present the, the vision that God spoke to pastor out of, out of Acts uh, and, 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 we, and we ignored that, that would be despising the word of prophecy because God speaks, he'll speak it to your heart, but he speaks out of the word. And these, these, these things that God is saying to you, if you're not careful, you can let them kind of fall by the wayside and you can let them begin to, to uh, 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 slip away from in front of you because it's been a year or it's been two years or it's been three years or it's been 20 years. But how many know the word of God and, and how fast or how much it comes to pass is not dependent on God as much as it is dependent on us? Right? You know, in, in my favorite section of scriptures over in Isaiah where he says, enlarge the place of your tent, lengthen your, your cords, strengthen your stakes. You know, I was meditating on that this week, just looking, looking it over. And, and a lot of what God's saying has to do with what we're doing. what's on our side because he gives the word and and in his word there is power to perform whatever he has said his word if the bible says his word is living and powerful it says when it goes out it always performs that which it goes out to sent out to do and it never returns void his word is is impact with power and and destiny and future and and vision and and finances and blessing and, and and the the means to accomplish that which which the word is sent to accomplish it's in the word is everything that is needed to, to have the word of God to be accomplished in our lives. And so when, when we receive a word of God, when we receive a, an exhortation or, or the spirit of God says something like he did this morning about the name of Jesus or, or whatever it is that the spirit of God is declaring uh, in, uh, in us or over us, then we need to, to write those things down. We need to take, take notes of those things and begin to keep them fresh over uh, in, in our hearts so, so that we don't lose sight of what God is saying, not just so that we don't lose sight, but the Bible says that if you don't make it plain, if you don't keep it in front of you, then, then you, won't run, you won't run with it. In fact, it says it causes you to lose restraint. That's what it actually says. You lose restraint. And so if you're not careful, God can have said some things to you about maybe what he's called you to do at this church or maybe what he's called you to do in business or maybe what he's called you to do in this community or maybe what he's called you to do in your family. But if you're not, if you're not judicious to keep those things in front of you and let those things become something that is, is in your sight and beginning to, to, to step and go after them, then all of a sudden you can lose restraint and find yourself off from what God originally called you to and it's and 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 let me just say this I'm getting a little ahead of myself but when you get that way it's it's a dangerous place to be because that's when the enemy can dis- come in to deceive and say God never really God never really or that isn't that was for a past season or or that and then all of a sudden you can find yourself off doing something different than what he originally called you to but just because you don't feel the pull of what he originally called you to doesn't mean he isn't still calling you to do that. Sometimes we got to get back and see what God has said and stir ourselves up about it, latch ourselves back to what the word of God has has been said over us or over you or over the church so that we won't lose restraint and, and come off of that thing. Come on, the enemy, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but I'm, I'm trying to, to just follow my heart here. Um, uh, the enemy is, is, is intelligent, He's defeated, but he's intelligent. And if you're not careful, if you're not latched on to what God has said, when when discouragement or frustration or disappointment or hurt comes your way, it can cause you to untether from the thing that God has called you to do or the place he's called you to be or the or or you know so how many ha- have have been in a job that you felt like God has called you to, but then frustration came and all of a sudden you wanted to detach and start looking for something else and if you're not careful if you're not following what God has said about what what he told you to do you can say well yeah he said that but he's not really saying that anymore because I don't hear him saying it anymore but maybe that's because you unhooked you unhooked from what he said and so now you you've got one e- one hand and one ear because you don't want, really want to hear what he has said and how many know God's not going to talk to you except for what you're open to hear about? He is a gentleman in the, in the highest degree. 
And we have to be so, the, the Bible says not to be ignorant of, uh, of Satan's devices lest we become deceived. And, and we have to be so, so diligent, amen, to, to stay connected to what the word of God ha- that was spoken to us says. We have to be connected to what he said in this word and the things that he's called you to do. Because the enemy wants to see you unleash, uh, uh, unlatch yourself from what he has called you to. Amen. And I believe God is stirring, stirring me, not just for me, but he's stirring me and then, and then put this in my heart to share, share with us so that, so that we can reattach uh, ourselves to a word uh, uh, of, the, of prophecy, amen, uh, so that we can, we can accomplish what God is, is calling us to do. I want to go up higher this year. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I want to go up higher. I want to go up higher. Amen. I I don't want to stay uh, the way that I've been. I don't want us to stay the way we are, even though I'm blessed. I've been blessed this week. We've had good services. The presence of God is here, and and we've had the gifts of the Spirit flow, and all that's great, and I'm thankful for that. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to stay here. I want to move forward. I want to go up higher. I want our impact to to reach further. I want want the glory to be more full. I want the the Father to have more free will. I I want us to be less about ourselves and more about him. I want us to lay some more of us aside so that we can pick up more of who he is. I want us to be more bold in the way we share in this community. I want us to see us walk in more miracles. I want to see us pray out more destinies. I want to see us change more about what's going on. Amen. Because we're we're going after more. Amen. Anybody want some more of that as me as well as me? Amen. God is wanting to do more, so we have to go after more. Amen. We can't, we can't be uh, satisfied. Amen. Can we put up the, that, um, that slide there? Maybe this is the first time you, you've noticed. Uh, do you have the first one? Yeah, there it is. And, and, and I'll just read it to you. You can read along with me. Uh, it, uh, you don't have to do it out loud or anything. But it says, that which has operated and manifested itself. And if, you know, if you've been in Brother Hagin's meetings, you can almost hear him saying it, you know. Uh, that which has operated and manifested itself in you in a measure shall be enlarged. Somebody say enlarged. Enlarged. Come on, that just speaks. That speaks to me. Come on. When, when, when the Spirit of God is saying that which is operated in a measure shall be enlarged. Enlarge the place of your tent. Come on, if the Lord is wanting to speak enlargement, if he's wanting to do enlargement, we've got to strengthen, we've got to strengthen our cords. We've got to lengthen our cords and strengthen our stakes. We've got to expand. Amen. And it says, and where there's been just the slight move, the slight manifestation, it's, uh, it says, and there shall be greater manifestation. Amen. I want greater manifestation and the glory of the Lord will be seen. Amen. And we have seen some glory. Amen. And the glory of the Lord and the light of God will rest upon you and you'll be glad. Amen. Hallelujah. And these things and these things will come to pass. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the next one. And, uh, and, and we'll read it. I'll read it. It says, and it shall seem like, or it'll seem like the brakes just suddenly were released. And your church will take off. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, hallelujah. Somebody just laugh with me. Ha, 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 ha. Glory, hallelujah. I almost said like a rocket. Take off spiritually and numerically. Amen. And, and there's some things that the Lord has said that, that we've not seen the fullness of. You don't let go of the word of prophecy over your life until you've seen the fullness of it. When you've seen it fulfilled, then, then you go on to the next thing. But, but when you've not seen everything fulfilled that the Spirit of God has said, amen, then it's important that we, that we keep it uh, uh, something that's fresh and, and keep it in front of our eyes. Amen. Uh, let's, let's finish reading. And this next line will bless you. It says, the devil will fight you. You know, as, as I was, let's hold up. Don't, don't read ahead. I saw you. Um, as I was over there praying, the Lord reminded me, he said, what did Brother Higgins say uh, the devil would fight you? How did he say the devil would fight you? And I said, I said, I think he said every step of the way. And, and, I, and I said, man, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's tough. And he said, well, it's not tough when you know it ahead of time. Well, so then I went back and got it out, and, and I said, Lord, he didn't say every step. He said, I didn't say you were right when you said that. 
<laughs> and I said, it says every inch of the way. I'm like, not every week, not every month, not every year, not every step, but every inch of the way. Now, I'm not here to glorify the enemy, but I am, I am saying if, every, if, if the other things are true about what God said, then this would be true too, wouldn't it? That the, that the enemy wants to fight us every inch of the way. So you ought not be surprised whenever you're moving forward that you start to experience some resistance or some, some kickback from going after what God is, is call, calling you to go after. You shouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you're sensing some frustration or some, some, some discouragement or, or, or some, something else that tries to come on you. But what we ought to do is begin to recognize what the source of it is from. Because, see, we, see we've gotten a word of prophecy that, that's going to let us know how things are going to be. Right? And it didn't say, well, just toil. You can leave it up there. It, it didn't say, well, then just toil and, and turn and, 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 and you'll make it in the end. Praise, praise be to God. No, the Spirit of God said, said you, the devil will fight you every inch of the way as you take your stand. But you're taking your stand. Come on. And it says, and put him on the run. Put him on the run in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. For the hand of the Lord is upon you for good, and he'll use you mightily. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so there, there's, some, there's some promises in that. There's some promises in that. And, and like, like Pastor said the, this, this morning, you know, God makes promises to us for us and our household. Amen. For, and, and that's kind of what God did that day. He, he made a promise to Pastor and Pastor Angela, and it was for him and all the household. Hallelujah. Amen. It was for him and all the household. So when, when the Spirit of God said, the Lord is upon you for good and he'll use you mightily, he was, ta he was also talking to Q. The Lord is upon you for good and he'll use you mightily. He was talking to Oil. For the Lord is a, uh, the hand of the Lord is upon you for good, and, and and He'll use you mightily. He was talking to Lori. He was talking to Tim. He he was talking to you. Amen. And, and he was talking to us as a body. And so we, we got we to gotta begin to contend for these things in this day so that we can walk them we can walk them out in a greater measure. Because how much more do you want? How much more do you want to see the hand of God upon you for good and him using you mightily? Do you, mightily doesn't sound like just a whisper or just a, a, small, a small thing. No, mightily speaks to me of that people would take notice, glory to God, that God is doing something in you and through you that, that gets their attention and causes them to see, wait, wait, there's something. Come on, if you read in the word of God about, about Paul that the hand of the Lord was upon him for good and he used him mightily, you wouldn't know exactly what he was talking about. You would go back and look at the mighty things that God did through him. Amen. So why, if God's saying that to you, if God's saying that to our pastors, if God's saying that to us, glory to God, why would we think of it being anything less than what God would have said about Paul or about Stephen or about Peter or about uh, about Timothy or whoever else or or, or about Elijah or, 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 or Isaiah or whoever else that is your favorite uh, uh, Bible person that, that you say, oh, that God used them mightily. Amen. Well, God wants to use you mightily in this hour and in this day. He wants to use you for good. Amen. He wants people to look and recognize that the hand of the Lord is upon you. Amen. That the Lord has decided that he was going to anoint you. That the Lord has decided that he was going to use you. That the Lord, come on, when the Lord decides, amen, people take notice. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but like I said, these things aren't just going to come to pass because we just want them to. Or because, the, because pastors is tried to keep it in front of us and there's a slide. Amen. You know, I, I, when I was repenting, I'm like, my God, this, we've been putting this slide up for how many years? I, I don't know. For a while at least. And, and I've, just let, I've just let that thing come and, and go, and I've not, put, I've not kept it in front of my heart. I've, ne I've not kept the word that, that you said. Let's go over to Daniel real quick. Chapter 8. Is this all right tonight? Daniel, well, let's... let's um, Let's go uh, to chapter 9, and we'll start in verse 2 there. 
And it says, in the first year of, of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the, no, uh, the number of years specified by the, Lord, uh, by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet. So where, how did this come? It came through the word of the Lord through, the, through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord, to the Lord God, to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, amen, and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant, we've heard a little bit about that, amen, He who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments, amen. And it says, then he went on to say, and and we have sinned and committed iniquity, for we've done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. And then this is verse 6, which kind of hit home for me. It said, neither have we heeded your, your servant, the prophets, who spoke in your name. And that was, I said, Lord, that's, that was me. I didn't heed the word. I didn't heed the word, but I ask you to forgive me, and, I, and, and I'm going to go like Daniel, and I'm going to go ahead and, and, and set my face towards you, amen, to begin to ask for these things, amen, to begin to go after the things that, that, that you've called us, for, called us to. Um, I've got some, let's turn over to James chapter 4 real quick. Um, I've just got some things that, that I believe will be a help to us in, a comp, in, in going after some of these things. Does that sound good? Amen. James uh, chapter 4, I believe God is, is, is speaking through these scriptures. Uh, let's, chapter 4, let's, let's go through verse 6. But he gives more grace. Amen. Aren't you thankful he gives more grace? Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the who? To the humble. Wasn't that, isn't that what Daniel was doing? He was humbling himself before the Lord. Come on, when you miss it. It's good to humble yourself before the Lord. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Then verse 8, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Amen? And so I, I've just got some pointers here, um, some keys to help, helping us see this thing come to pass. Amen? Is that all right? Number one, humble yourself. Humble yourself. It's important that when, when we see something, something that we're not, we're not walking in fully, the first step is always to humble yourself. Not to say, well, you know, and start, start filling in the gaps. And, and, you know, we can easily begin to go to our mind and start filling in the gaps and say, well, it's probably because of this or it's because of that or, or maybe it's because of this. And, and, and all of a sudden you're off in, 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 in this realm of reason going down a trail that, that has no, has no uh, blessing on it. Has no, it's just you and your mind, amen, and, and God's nowhere to be found. But when you find out that you're missing it, if you will humble yourself, Amen. If you will humble yourself and say, God, you know what? I, I've, I've not been seeing this. I humble myself. I yield myself to you. I lay myself down again on your altar. I consecrate myself again to the things that you're saying. Amen. I consecrate. Maybe it's something that he said to you in your life uh, and, and something he spoke over you. Maybe it was several years ago, but you've not really been walking in it or you've let it get, get uh, uh, gray because you've not, you've not been, been, been keeping it in front of you. Man, humble yourself. Don't, don't begin to start filling in the gaps and looking for new directions. That's where we miss it so many times. If, if we're not seeing what God has said in the past, man, judge what you're, what you're receiving from God right now based upon what he has said. Does it line up with the things that he said and the things that he's been doing over the, over the past years before it was gray, before it was confusing? Does that make sense? We miss it sometimes because we find ourselves in a place of confusion and we don't re- we're not really hearing clearly. And instead of humbling ourselves and going back to what God had said originally and say, God, are you still saying this? Are you, I know I haven't heard this in a while, but are you still telling me to do this? Is this still what you're asking me to do? I humble myself and I just empty myself. I'm obviously doing something wrong because I know it's not on your end. And you humble yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, I just want to do what you've asked me to do. I don't care about, about uh, position. I don't care about, about uh, uh, th- things of this world. None of that compares to the heart that I have to just do what you're asking me to do. What are you asking me to do? I humble myself. That will safeguard you 
from, from getting off into something new. That, that Because how many know when there's confusion, the enemy wants to come in and appear as an angel of light and bring sometimes direction that, 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 that can cause you to step away from the original intent that God has, has said. Amen. We've not seen all this fulfilled. We don't need to run off after something else. We, we need to hold on to what God has said until we see it through. I don't want, you know, there, the, I don't want to be a good starter and a bad finisher. Well done, good and faithful servant is what I want to hear. Not, not, well, you started over here and then you got your eyes off over on this thing and then you went over there and you started doing that. And then, and then that was kind of, a, you hit a discouraging spot there, and then you, then you went off and did this, and, and, and you never really fully accomplished what I asked you to do in the first place. I want to hear, well done. I want to finish this, this phase of what he's asking me to do before I go on to try to go on to something else. I want, to, I want to stand before him. Man, if God, I, I'm being completely honest. I was talking to Brother Rich uh, last week while he was here, and, 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 he, and we just were talking about what was on our hearts. And I just said, you know, Brother Rich, the only thing that, I, that, that, that is on my heart is just to do whatever God's saying to do today. Whatever he's asking me. And he said, you know what? That's exactly what's on my heart. I don't care where he calls me or what he calls me to do or if he stand, calls me to stand before one or, 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 or a thousand. He's like, I just want to do what he's asking me to do. And, and I tell you what, if you will keep that heart, man, I don't care. I, I don't care if Pastor came in here and said, you know what, Steve? We're going we're gonna to take you off the music team for, 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 for a month or two. And I'm going to just have you be in charge of making sure the toilets are clean. Just making sure those things are clean. You know what? I would, I, I would be like, well, you know what? I would check and say, is there something I'm doing wrong that I can adjust? Because, there, you know, I'm, I'm also wise um, that if he's doing that, there might be. But do but you know what? I wouldn't pack my bags and say, well, I'm going somewhere else then. How dare the pastor take me off the music team and, and, and ask me, No. Because if God didn't say, it's time to do something else, I'm not doing something else. I don't care what, I, that's my heart is if, if, I would, if he put me in charge of landscape, I don't like landscape that much, but I would do my best to make sure that, that I did it according to, to what, what was in his heart. Why? Because I just want to do what God is saying. If God said to be here and serve this man, then I'm going to be here and serve this man until the Lord says to do something else or until he comes back. Amen. And I'm not changing just because, just because uh, 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 a new wind of doctrine blows in or some new thing is happening. Amen. Or there's something exciting going on somewhere else. I'm going to stick to what God is calling me to do. Not because not because I'm I'm so so awesome. Well, brother Steve, you're so awesome and pious. No, I just want to hear what Jesus. I just want to hear Jesus say, "Well done, well done, good and faithful servant." That's my heart. That's my that's my desire. So I humble humble yourself. Amen. All right, I'm taking too much time. Somebody say Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Um, number two. Well, let's turn over to First Peter real quick. I like this because First Peter kind of just says again, but a little bit shorter and sweeter because Peter was more my style, you know. Uh, likewise, you younger people, all the older people say amen. You younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, all the younger people say amen. Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. God resists the proud but gives grace to the who? The humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Amen. Um, number two, submit to God. Humble yourself. Well, I thought humble yourself and submitting were the same thing. No. Humble yourself is to find out what God is saying. Submitting is actually saying I'll do it. Being willing and obedient. Being willing and obedient. The, the, the humility is, is the willing. The submission is the doing. Come on, you got to have both. <clears throat> Amen. And, and so we want to be willing. We want to be obedient. We want to humble ourselves. We want to submit to God. Number three, resist. Resist. <clears throat> this is, this, uh, if the enemy is going to try to fight us every inch of the way, we, we better be ready to resist. Amen. Resist when the enemy comes. 
Resist when he's telling you something that, that's counter to what, he has, what the Father, you know the Father has said before. Resist when, when he's telling you to do something that's not in this word. Resist. Balance it out with the word of God. Amen. If, if you're hearing something, let's get the word out and decide whether, whether it's according to this word or not. So many people say, I feel led to do this or I feel led to do that and I'm, and I'm moving off and doing this or, or, or I treated this person this way or, or whatever and, and you know, I just felt like it was all right. Well, that... I don't care what you feel like if your feelings don't go go in line with what the Word of God says. If the Word of God is saying some, something different, then you need to get into this and find out and resist the temptation to do something else. You need to resist the temptation to give up on prophecy, amen, because it's been 10, 10, 20, 15, 30 years, whatever it's been. You need to resist, amen, the temptation to let go of what God has said about you, amen, or said to you because, because you're not, you didn't see it come to pass this year. Amen, you got to resist the temptation because it's not in the time frame that you thought it might be, amen. But how many you know, unless God gave a time frame, we ought not put time frames because God doesn't do a lot of time, a lot in time because he is above time. Amen. He's not interested in the time that much. He, he is the first, the last. Amen. The beginning and the end. He is the, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's not worried whether it's been a year. Amen. God is okay with the process. Come on. I said God is okay with the process. We got to get out of our, out of this instant gratification thought life that, 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 that we, we've created in, in, in our culture. Amen. Where everything is instant. And everything is right now. Amen. God's not, God's not trying to get you instantly gratified. He's trying to get you through a process so that you are, can carry the things that he's calling you to carry. Come on. I wasn't mature enough to carry five years ago what I'm carrying right now. I just wasn't. Amen. I wasn't mature enough 10 years ago to walk in what, what I'm walking in right now. So God had to take me through the process. Amen. There's a maturing process. And just because God's placed a dream or a vision in your heart, I'm talking to somebody tonight, just because God has placed a dream or a vision in your heart doesn't mean it's time to launch out and do that thing right now. You need to, sum, you need to humble yourself, humble that thing, submit that vision, glory to God, back unto God and say, I'm not doing anything with this till you say do something with it. Amen. Because a lot of times God's not ready to launch you out until you've matured in the process. It takes maturity. Amen. We want, we want, we want what, what we want now. Amen. We want our Starbucks. And if it's two minutes, two minutes too long, we're, we're all of a sudden going in and complaining so we can get a free Starbucks the next time. Come on. God, this, that's, that's not God's way of doing things. Amen. God likes, God likes to, to, to mature you and grow you and, and cause you to come up higher. Amen. And sometimes you don't come up higher in one month. Amen. Sometimes anyone, anyone it's taken more than a month or two to mature in some things. Come on. And, and, and many times we think we're mature. I'll just do this. Many times we think we're mature. But we're not really seeking the Lord on the areas we need to mature. <clears throat> Sometimes God will let something rub you the wrong way so that it can bring out areas of maturity that are needed. <clears throat> That's never happened to me, thank God. What am, what am I saying? I'm saying there's, there's, these are some keys to help us walk out the things that God is calling us to this year. Come on, don't, don't, if, if women gave up when it started getting painful in the birthing process, how many know none of us would be here? But there is a painful process that brings something from full term to delivery. Now, I'm not saying God's going to cause, y'all know me well enough that I'm not saying sickness or disease or any, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uncomfortable on this. I'm talking about not, not easy on this. Come on, the flesh, the will, the emotions. God, God, God doesn't promise you that, that, 
that there will be nothing that comes your way that doesn't, doesn't try to help shape your, wills, your will and emotions. Like Pastor was talking about this morning with children, you know, we, we have to shape their will. I don't want to take this, the, the garbage out. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. That's okay. Put that desire under and do it anyway. Put that ungodly desire under and do it anyway. Well, I don't feel like doing family prayer. I'm not ready, ready to come in from playing outside. I know, but this is what God's asked us to do. So we're going to come in and we're going to do it anyway. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're helping develop. Well, God, he's our good father. Amen. He's a good father, and he wants to help develop us in those areas, the areas that, that maybe mom and dad forgot about. Or, or maybe it's an area you've, you've developed in, in, in the flesh a little bit. And he's, he's saying, I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to, 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 to go after this thing. I know you don't want to, to step out in this thing. I know you don't want to, but, but it's what you're supposed to do. So why don't we just do it anyway? <clears throat> and what is it? He's causing us to, <clears throat> excuse me, put down our flesh and our, and our will and our emotions so that we can carry what God is asking us to carry. Amen. I want to see the more. Amen. So we got to resist the temptation to give up whenever, whenever uh, uh, it gets tough. We got to resist uh, lies about uh, uh, that come to us. Amen. First Peter uh, five eight says, uh, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." That means there's some that that he's going to be able to devour. Will it be you? It's not going to be me. Amen. Say it's not going to be me. It says, "Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world." Meaning. What you're going through isn't, what, isn't so special. There's a people all over the world that are conquering by faith, going after the things of God. You can do it too. Amen. The, the things that you're having to put down, the, the, the things that you're having to walk in love with, the things that you're having to, to stand your ground for in faith, those things are happening to believers all over the world. Amen. And they're doing the same thing you're doing. Amen. So it's not, it's not something that's so special and so big. No, it's just the common things that the enemy He's trying to do to anybody and everybody, but you're well equipped to conquer in all of those things. What does the Bible say? No, in all things we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. So these things resist those temptations, resist those lies. Well, well, you're not good enough. Resist that lie. Well, you, well, you, yeah, that's good. That prophecy is good for pastor. It's good for brother Steve. It's good for sister Iris. It's good for brother holiness or sister sister worship. But it's but but it's not good for me. No, that's a lie from the enemy. No, it is for you. It is for you. It is part of your destiny. It is part of what God has called you to do. Amen. You are equipped to do that. You are anointed to lead. You are anointed to step out. You are anointed to be an example. Amen. Resist the devil. How do you resist the devil? You resist him, amen, with this, with the name of Jesus. That's what, that's what Brother Hagin said, in the name of Jesus, resist him, glory to God. You've got power in the name of Jesus to resist and to put the devil to shut his mouth. Amen. Resist him, amen. And if and if you've resisted in the name of Jesus and he's still talking, I guarantee you, you start you start giving glory to God. You start magnifying the Lord. You start giving thanks, amen. You start giving him honor and glory to God. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Ha. We're called and we're equipped and I don't care what it looks like. We are going to accomplish what you've called us to accomplish. Oh, I don't care what, what comes, come hell or high water. There's no way to even stand a chance at stopping us from accomplishing the plan and the purpose and the desire and you're not going to pick off people and people aren't going to get tired and, and give up. No, we're going to accomplish the plan of God and the purpose of God. We're going to do it together and you're calling people here to join up with us so that we can do what you've called us to do. Come on, the lies of the enemy just start, he can't, he can't come up, he can't speak over your praise. Right? He can't speak over your praise. Resist him and he'll flee from you. I tell you, once you get submitted, once you humble and submit, then all of a sudden your authority to resist is there. Now, you might be trying to resist without humbling or submitting. The devil's smart. He knows, he knows the, the, the way authority works. And sometimes, I won't look anywhere again, sometimes he'll attack you in an area you're not submitted so that you don't have authority to get him out of there. So what does that mean? If, you're in an area, if, if, if there's an area where you're getting attacked and 
you're not having much success with authority, go check, is that thing, is that thing humbled and submitted? Are you submitted to God in that area? Or is that an area where you've said, yeah, God, all this is your kingdom, but this little area is my kingdom. Come on, submit it all. Because everywhere you're, you're under authority is everywhere you have authority. You can't have authority where you're not under authority. But when you're under authority, you have authority. So the enemy lies and says, keep this for yourself. Keep this little air, this little thing that, God's got, that, that God spoke. Don't, don't submit that. Just kind of keep that for yourself. Or you, you can do it this way or you can do it that way. And, and he causes you to kind of want to have some areas where, where they're not really submitted. They might be good things, but they're not God things right now. And, and, and you've got these little areas, little kingdoms set up where God's not ruling. And, and, and the enemy's okay with that because that's the areas where he can come in and start messing. He can start attacking. He can start trying to pull you away through those, through those areas and in those, in those places. Amen. We don't want that. We want to be fully submitted. Come on, we want to be fully submitted because when we're fully submitted, we have full authority. We have full range to use the name of Jesus. We have full ability to have God reign in us and through us. Amen. We want that, right? Hallelujah. We, so we use the name. Um, I already talked about, I already mentioned this, so uh, you can write it down. Um, the the under, under resisting is also use the word to discern between what you're hearing from your soul and your spirit. Amen. Make sure you're hearing what you're hearing is coming from God and not from your soul or your mind, will, and emotions. Mind, will, and emotions can be, can be influenced by the enemy very easily. Make sure you go back and use the word. Uh, I'll give you some scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For, God, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than to any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is used to slice and say, Am I really hearing from God or is this my soul and my spirit? It's okay not to tithe because it's a tough season. Let me use the word of God and discern, is that, is, that, is that what God is saying or is that my soul, my soul? The, the reason we have the word to discern between those things is because it's ve- it can be very deceiving. Your soul is very connected to, to, to where your heart is. And, and so you need the word to, to slice that and to be able to see. So when we're, when we're resisting, use the word of God. Amen. Um, number four, if you're taking notes or... If I'm following my notes, I don't know. Um, use your words. Let's go back over to Daniel real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up here pretty soon. Hallelujah. Um, this is, this it came from the answer. Uh, this is when, when the answer came for Daniel. In verse 12, it says, Then he said to me, uh, just going back, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared to Daniel, and, and this is picking up right there. It says, uh, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to what? Humble yourself before God. Woo! From the first day that you set your heart to understand and you humbled yourself before God. From the first day, from the moment that you set your heart to understand what he wants you to do, and you, and you humble yourself. Amen. Uh, uh, it says... Uh, your words were heard. Hallelujah. And I have come. Why? Because of your words. He has come because the answer was, was there because of his words. And I'm telling you that this year is going to require an uptick in using your words. I'm just, I'm just telling you that. I know that by my heart. Pastor's been, been hitting on it. Uh, it. It's been, it's been, God's been saying it. But I'm telling you, telling you just to help back that up. This year is going to require an uptick in you using your words to declare what you believe. It will require it to see everything that God wants you to have. It will require it for us to take steps further in this. Use your words. The, the answer came from the first, the first day that, that he humbled himself and, and sought the Lord. Amen. And, and, and the answer showed up in person because of why? Because of his words. Use our words. Amen. Um, number five, give thanks. Amen. First, go back to First Thessalonians. I'm wrapping up here. I'm circling the airport. Um, starting the descent. 
give thanks. First Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Come on, let's give thanks like, like crazy this year. Give thanks for every victory you see. Give thanks for every good service, every word of prophecy, every, every tongue and interpretation, every good exhortation, every great anointing during praise and worship. Give thanks for those things. Give thanks for every blessing you see on your job. Give thanks for every, every progress you see happening in your family and where you're believing. Begin to give thanks and bubble up with thanksgiving because when you give thanks, amen, it opens the door and the opportunity for God to do more of what you're giving thanks for in the area you're giving thanks. Thanksgiving opens the door for God to because you're acknowledging what he is doing, and when you acknowledge what he is doing, it allows him to do more of what you're thankful for. So let's get cra- let's just go crazy with Thanksgiving this year. Amen. Let's just go wild with Thanksgiving. Be so thankful. Be thankful for your church. Be thankful for, for your pastors. Be thankful for your department head. Be thankful for your co-workers in, in, in each department. Be thankful for the people you you the privilege of being able to minister to God's people when you're when you're dealing with the kids or you're dealing with the teenagers. Oh, I'm thankful. Hallelujah. When you're dealing with with with, with uh, taking sweeping up after 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 all of us. Amen. Whatever it is, uh, be thankful. Be thankful in your job. Be thankful with your family. Come on. I'm telling you, just I'm exhorting you. Be thankful like crazy this year. Amen. And then number six, and this is the final thing, and it's the final part of James there. Uh, You can, we can go back. And this, and I love this because this just kind of seals it and makes, makes us, uh, makes, makes us make sure that we know this isn't about us. It says, it says, um, uh, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. And then verse 8, this is my, my, my sixth point. Draw close to him. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. If you will, if you will begin to do these things, amen, and, when, and, and stay latched on to what God has said, what he said about us, amen, get that prophecy out. Take, take a picture of it after service. We'll put it up after service. You can take a picture of it. Put it on, put it on your cell phone. And, and, and let, let's go after the things God has said for us as a body, Amen. And let's go after the things he said to us as individuals. Man, if we'll do these things, man, God will show himself strong. The the hand of the Lord is upon us for good, and he's going to use us mightily this year. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just give a shout of praise. Father, we thank you. We're so grateful. (laughs) Oh, yes, Father, we're so grateful for all that you've said to us, Lord, that your words come to pass. Everything that you've said, glory to God. Oh, you you are, are faithful to perform it and to do it, Lord. Hallelujah. As we follow our hearts and stay latched on to the plan and the purpose of God and don't give up and don't get weary, Father God, in well-doing. But, Father, we we, we stir ourselves up to, to contend and to go after those things that you've said for us, those things you've said to us as a church, those things that you've said to us as individuals. Father, we love it all and we're thankful for it all. And, Father, we'll contend for it all. We'll not we'll not grow weary. We'll not give up. We'll not, we'll not pass the buck. We'll not not let it go to somebody else, but Father, we'll take our place, Father God. Oh, we thank you for it. We give you glory and honor and praise. We love you so much. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't God faithful? Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I, uh, on Monday night, <clears throat> I didn't know what the Lord was dealing with Steve, Steve about in prayer, but I was praying about the vision as well. Monday night, the Lord was talking to me about it. And uh, <clears throat> I asked uh, Brother Steve to minister tonight. I didn't know what he was going to minister on, but the Lord gave me something to talk about, about the vision. And uh, so I was going to talk for a few minutes and then give it to him. And I thought, then I decided, no, I'm going to go ahead and let Brother Steve minister. I didn't know he was going to talk about this. In um, Hebrews uh, 2, it says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. And that's what he was talking about. We have to give heed to the things God has said to us as a church and the vision he's given us, lest we, he, he, Steve uh, said it like this, lest we untether uh, ourselves. Here in, in Hebrews, it says, lest, lest we drift away. And, uh, and it's easy to drift away to things or from things. You have, to, you have to stay connected in order to keep from drifting away. Amen? Uh, <clears throat> Steve said this, only those under authority 
will have authority. Amen. God doesn't give you authority unless you're willing to be under someone else's authority. Amen. Uh, you can't strive against the vision. You can't second guess how the pastor's leading by the direction of the Spirit and then expect the vision to come to pass. If you, if you, <clears throat> I've always been the kind of pastor that I'm open uh, to suggestions. Somebody has a, a new way of doing things, a better way of doing things. I've always been open to that, and, and, and I've implemented a lot of things that people have, have suggested to me. But if you, if you have a, a, a vision for the church, the way things are done, and I don't go along with it, it's, it's because I'm being led by the Spirit. And things that I'm adamant about, don't push against those things because, because that hinders the vision from coming to pass because you're not running. A church is supposed to run with the vision, not, not pull back from it. You understand what I'm saying? So, so you can't strive against the vision by second-guessing how the pastor is leading the church by the Spirit and then expect the vision to come to, set, to pass. Humble yourself. Now, uh, we've, go with me over to, to our vision, over in Acts chapter 26. Like I said, if I, if I, ha, if I feel strongly about something, you know, uh, you, you, you ought to at least think, well, you know, maybe the Lord's behind this. You know, if the pastor really feels strongly about something, it just might be God. Never can tell. It could be. Put that. Put put it back up. The first. Uh, the first one. One private prior to that. It says where there's been just the slight move and the slight manifestation. It says there shall be a greater manifestation, and the glory of the Lord will be seen, and the glory of the Lord and the light of God will rest upon you, and you'll be glad, and these things will come to pass. See, the glory of the Lord will rest upon this church and will be seen upon this church. Amen. Say, so, well, that's been a long time. Well, have you really been running with the vision? Have you really been running with it? Or have you been sitting back and saying, well, you know, pastor's getting old and, you know, he'll be out of the way soon and we can do what we want. That's not running with the vision. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. In, in Acts 26, in verse 16, it says, But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. Now, as you know, our church, not because, not because we're special, not because we have something other people don't have, because at impact we try, and it's and it's our it's our absolute uh, determination to preach the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we don't know we we haven't received everything. We haven't received revelation on everything, but but we've received a lot of revelation, and we all know that there are things that we champion here at Impact Family Church. There are truths that to us are basic, they're fundamental, they're, they're as clear, they're as, part of, they're as much a part of, of us as, as anything in life. And yet there are truths that much of the church world has never even seen. Because much of the modern church world has a really, a really shallow Christianity. They really just believe in the, in the I'm talking about the, the evangelical world, the, 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 the actual saved church world, not just the professing church but the actual ch saved church world just basically be, believes in, in being saved, being born again, and living a good life, and then going to heaven. They don't believe that it's God's will to heal. They don't believe that it's God's will to, that it's God's promise to prosper, that authority is ours. Very few people in the body of Christ understand the authority that's in the name of Jesus and the fact that, that authority has been conferred upon us and that we've been given a life of victory and a life of, uh, of dominion. They don't know who we are in Christ and what belongs to us. Well, these are things we know. 
D- does anybody does anybody understand that 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 not that we're better than anybody. You know I don't believe that. But we have some some truths that even after all of these years, most people don't know anything about. You know the people you work with, the people you know outside of this church that are good people, wonderful people. Well, he said here, he's appeared to us for this purpose, to make us ministers and witnesses. Both of the things which we have seen and of those things which he will yet reveal to us. And, and, and he has revealed more along the way over 38 years. Amen. Well, how many of you have invited people to church? Uh, I'm talking about particular people until you're just tired of it. You, you've invited that same person and now you're just kind of embarrassed just to bring it up again because they just won't come. You, does anybody, has that been anybody's experience? Take this tactic. Start sharing with them. When, when I teach something, I minister something, for instance, like today, when I'm, I'm ministering on uh, the faith that God gives and the authority that's given to a parent to absolutely uh, know for a certain and to certainly, absolutely believe that their child can be saved. That's something most of the church world doesn't know about. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't. Well, if you, if you know that, always be listening. And, and when things are ministered, those are the things to bring up. You have somebody at work, for instance, that, that is a new parent or, or has young children, and you know that, that just without, without asking them, you know most of the body of Christ. It's a, it's a, it's a, a crapshoot, basically. It's a roll of the dice. You know, I'm going to do everything I can. I hope it turns out okay. hope my kids, you know, grow up right. Isn't that true? So we must, well, you know, when I preach something like this, that's something to bring up at work. You know, my pastor was preaching the other day. You know, he talked about how that, you know, that he had faith for his, for his children and that we can absolutely believe God and be certain that our kids will turn out right. Get, get, put, put a seed in there. Plant something. Now, now, when you talk about healing or some other areas, people will push back. You know, when, 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 I, when we're talking about the things that belong to us, bring those things up at work. Say, so, you, know, you know, we've been given authority. Ooh, our pastor was preaching a message on the authority that's in the name of Jesus, how much authority we have, and oh, how good it was. And just, just, just give a little point. See what happens. Instead of inviting them to church, invite them to truth. Just invite them to a little truth. And, and you will have pushback. There will be people who are schooled in, in religion and tradition, and they'll push back. And they'll say, oh, no, no, I don't believe that God heals everybody because my grandmother was a wonderful woman. If anybody would have been healed, she'd have been healed because she was a godly woman. She loved God, and she didn't get healed, so it couldn't have been God's will to be healed because we pray for her healing. She didn't get healed, so it couldn't have been God. I mean, that's what they, that's what they believe. They'll get real defensive. They'll get real defensive on you. Well, don't fight against that. Just say, well, you know, there, there, there could be another way to look at it. Why don't you just go online and listen to what the, my pastor said last week about it? You know, just don't come to church. Just, you know, here's the link. Just go listen to it. Just, you know, you might see something different. What I'm saying is God put us here to make us ministers and witnesses of the things which we've seen and the things that he has revealed to us along the way, well, how are we going to be ministers and witnesses of these things if we don't talk about those things? So instead of inviting them to church, just invite them to a little truth. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. That's what I had. Glory to God. Mention the things that we champion here. And I... and and. We have, we have seen so many people over the years come through these doors and come in, and when I talk to them after church on Sunday morning, you know, in the lobby, I can, I can, I can see it all over people sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, and, and, and yeah, you have a nice place here and everything, but I can't wait to get out of here because I don't believe what you people, like you can see it all over them. And we see that a lot. Well, there are people that are going to that are going to push back and and not and not receive. But there are a lot of people who are living at a place of crisis, and you don't even know about it. On the job, there's a crisis going on in their life, and and the foundations of what they've always believed 
are, are being tried and are being, they're questioning in their mind. You know, I've always believed the Bible and always believed in God, but is he even real? Is the Bible even true? And right at that time, you share and you open a door and a window of truth to them. I'm telling you, it, it can be more powerful than you can imagine at a time in somebody's life. So make mention of the things we champion. But then again, and, and like I've, I said a few weeks ago, I think the last Sunday of this year, live what we champion. In other words, live it. Now we're, we often have to stir ourselves up. If we believe in healing and we're going to share that with people, then we need to be believing God for healing. Not just, not just putting up with things and accepting things. And, you, you know, I, I preached the same message that I preached the last Sunday of this year about, you know, bless God, I, I made a decision. I'm not taking sickness in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting every, every, uh, every, every symptom in my body. I'm not putting up with sickness. I'm not going to take medicine the rest of my life. God's been, you know, just helping me. I've come off all kind of stuff. I preached that, that out in California and then immediately got hit. I mean, on the, the week after I preached that, I got hit with this intestinal virus thing, you know, and I was vomiting and, and, and just, just a, a mess. And then two days later, I got hit with the sinus thing, and it lasted two weeks. Doesn't change my confession one iota. Doesn't change my resolve one iota. I still read the same healing scriptures every morning. I still feed on it. I'm just, I, I'm just as adamant. I'm more adamant than I've ever been. And so don't be concerned if you aren't at a, a level of, of, of 100% uh, manifestation in every area that you believe in. Don't, don't be concerned about that, but be living that. In your heart, be living it. In your heart, be living it. In your heart, be, if you're in your heart, you're living it. I'm telling you, circumstances will change in your life. And you can be not only a minister, but a witness. See, not only a minister, but a testimony of what we believe. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Does that help anybody? Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. It was good, Brother Steve. Appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't God good? How he just works everything together. Amen. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness and your blessing. We thank you, Father, for the vision you've given us, the call that you've given us, Glory to God. And I know, Lord, that things come to pass and they don't always come to pass overnight. I understand that. I've known that for a long time. And yet we don't grow, and so we don't grow impatient, but at the same time, like Brother Steve said tonight, we have to be doing our part. We have to embrace in faith what you've said and contend for these things. So there can't part be any part in us that, that, we're, that we're striving against what you've said, but we have to be pulling together for what you've said. And then the, and then the time of the full manifestation of everything you've said uh, uh, is in your hands. Glory to God. But Father, we, we'll be both patient and diligent patient and diligent. Glory to God. Help us, Father. Strengthen us. Give us wisdom and grace. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.